before you start, yes. do me a favor. Okay. Don't spring something on me this time. I felt like a fool last time. You don't feel like a fool again because I'm going to do it just the <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, okay, we're just going to talk about the Hornet Tech Drive. Okay, it's next. And I'm sitting here and I'm all geared up. And then he says, what did you think about the Element S? And I'm like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Uh, welcome, everybody, to the next uh, Modern Think podcast. I'm Dwayne. On the panel today, we have Taz. Hello. We've got uh, Vic. Hello. And we've got Bill. Everybody knows Bill from MNPC Tech. How you doing? We're all doing great, man. We're all doing great. Having a good time. I guess what we'll, go, we'll do is jump right into um, a couple of, of uh, reviews that we have on the sites. But we'll, right off the bat, we'll go into the Thermaltake SpinQ. And that's a CPU cooler that Tony did. And um, he has a few things that he'd like to talk about it. Yeah, the uh, the SpinQ is a uh, an odd cooler for for its style. It actually utilizes the Squirrel Cage style fan in it. And personally, I mean, I got to give Thermaltake props for doing something a little unique on their cooler. Uh, it's got a nice look to it. My initial instinct, it you know, it would be a great looking cooler to run on mod, and you could actually tie into it pretty well. Doing the yeah. review though, I, I took a little time and. and as far as during the testing process, it came out, you know, not so hot, but not, you know, not really, really bad. It definitely, you know, does better than a stock Intel cooler. But paired up on my E8400 at 3 gigahertz, it seemed like it was, uh, you know, just kind of mediocre. Um, trying to look at my temps here to see what I... On the load side, on high side, I was able to achieve like a uh, 51 across the cores. So whereas like the uh, Max Orb, which is a little bit larger cooler... Pulled a 50, and the Cooler Master V8 pulled in a 48 across the cores. So I mean, it, it's right there with one or two degrees of some of the decent coolers out there. So it's not really bad. The uh, thing that really caught me was the vibrations. The Squirrel Cage style fan had a little bit more vibration to it than what a standard CFM fan has. So it was kind of a you know a give or take. Plus, with the increased vibrations, you had a little bit more increased noise level. But I think, you know, I think if Thermaltake takes, you know, a few, another step down the road to, to uh, go through and, and fine-tune it and increase the RPMs a little bit and give it a little bit more rake on the fan, might pull a little bit more CFM. What do you think about that design, though? It looks almost like a, like a, like a cutter, a bunch of blades put together. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I love the look of it. I, I really like the way they, they lay the fins out on it, kind of doing a crisscross pattern for it to give it a nice different barrel-type style, and uh, the heat pipes, the, the mounting. The mounting, you know, they use the standard push-pin mounting, and for such a large cooler, it can actually be a little bit of a pain to install and uninstall, but it's still, you know, it's still very possible. And the fans what are actually inside the cooler, right? Yeah, the barrel cage fan, or the squirrel cage fan runs right down the inside of it. Wow. So what do you think? I mean, is it something that uh, you would run out and buy above the, the stock cooler? Or yeah, um, and trying to. It's been a little while since I've done this. I'm trying to look and see what my price was on it when I reviewed it. The uh, I think it was like sixty nine or something, fifty nine ninety nine at the time of the review, which you know that's not too high, but it's still right there on the borderline of whether it'd be something that I would go for. I would probably be more apt to go for the the few more dollars that the cooler. Master V8 would you know would pull just because I know the performance is a little bit better on the V8. Did you see any maybe issues of clearance? Anyways, look like it kind of sticks out kind of far. 
Did it come out? Actually, no, no. The uh, the spin queue actually is. I mean, it does look big, but it's it's a little bit shorter than most coolers in overall height, and you got plenty of clearance for your cooler for your memory. So as you can, you know, if you look at the review on the site. I'm running Patriot Vipers, which is similar to like the Corsair Dominators, and I didn't have any clearance issues on it. The only the only problem I had when I did the install, I, I used the uh, Silverstone TJ10Ks and the removable motherboard tray across the very top of the back. It's got a little bit of a lip sticking down, and I did have to cut a little bit of that to get it to slide in. But, I mean, in, in Thermaltake's defensor, I've had to do that with every cooler that I put in the TJ-10. Because, you know, I've actually whacked that piece off about four different times, making room for each cooler that goes in it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, so I'm not really going to blame the cooler for that. It, like I said, you know, any other case, I don't think anybody would have a problem sliding the motherboard tray in. Cool. That sounds like a like a good deal there on that one. Yeah, it, yeah it's not. It's definitely not a bad cooler. You know, it, like I said, they, hopefully they'll take it a little bit further and, and work on a little bit more, give it a little more RPMs and try to, Tone down the noise a little bit, but I think that you know I think they got something to work with there. Wow, good deal. Uh, we'll head off now to the next one, which was the the Sapphire HD forty seven seventy, which is a card that I reviewed. First thoughts was, you know, this is this is a hundred dollar card. You know, how how good is it actually going to be? And when you pull it out of the box, it, you, you kind of notice right away it's like, well, it doesn't have the big fan set up and it doesn't look like all the other fancy ones, but it is a hundred dollar card. But it is an all copper heatsink and fan. To tell you the truth, running it and playing with it for for quite a while, I was very impressed by this card. Uh, definitely for a hundred dollars, and you bought two of these and put them in the crossfire. You'd you'd be kicking some butt for for two hundred bucks. I mean, you'd definitely be over the forty eight seventy. Just just alone, the forty seven seventy was pulling some scores that were fairly close to the forty eight seventy, which is a hundred and what about a hundred dollars more, hundred and fifty dollars more, depending where you look. Really? Oh yeah, yeah. So I mean, such as like in three D Mark Six, it pulled twelve thousand two hundred ninety four. This is at the default settings. And the 4870 pulled 13,582. That's it's a good margin, but you got to figure the card's been cut down. It's 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 a sub $100 card. If you're lucky, you can find it uh, on sale for like 99 bucks or less. But but for the price cost for that, it's 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 amazing. Um, I I would definitely say it's a card that people should look at um, if they're wanting to upgrade right now. Especially in the hard economics times, if you're going from an older card, from like the uh, an 8800 or something like that, definitely take a look at this card. Uh, if you take a look up on the site, you'll see it and uh, all the graphs that we have up. Compared to the, I see you compared it to two different versions of the 4670. Definitely shows a pretty good increase across across the board on all the tasks. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it just blows out the, the 4670 just easily. There's there's no questions on that. And like I said, it's it's very close. To 4870 for almost half the price. Now my question is: Is how is it compared to the uh, the Nvidia counterparts? <laughs> it's, it's close, but it can't. It does fall behind on some of the some of the testing. I'll, I'll give it that. Yes, but when you look at the counterparts at their price compared to yeah, what you pay for this, uh, their, their closest counterpart is 40 to 50 bucks more. Right. So if you're looking, you know, let's say a few f- frame rates, two or three frame rates is not worth 50 bucks to me. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And this thing was cool, quiet, silent. I mean, even when you see in the in the, in the testing that I did, load in and out, it only got up to 71 degrees. 
that was that was max load on the on the GPU, and off of normal is just 69. So it raised up only two degrees, and I've got it in a pretty tight case, not a lot of airflow. So it was it was doing really well. Cool really well on that. So uh, what we'll do off now is uh, we'll get Bill into this conversation. He's been kind of hiding back. Yeah, I'm just enjoying the show and listening. Well, hey, thanks. Uh, we've been watching your build on the Cooler Master for Computex. Uh, how did that go? You had like a, what, a two weeks, two and a half weeks to do that? Yeah, two and a half weeks. They uh, dropped that in our lap at the last minute, and um, and we uh, we delivered as promised. And uh, I just got an email from um, Jonathan Lou or Lowe at Cooler Master, and he said that uh, they remarked that uh, they were impressed with the quality considering the amount of time we had. So that was good to hear. And what was cool was uh, was the first morning of the Computex show. I did some searches on YouTube to see if uh, there was anybody that posted footage and somebody in uh, some hardware review site in France had did a walk around before the show started and they had mentioned something about the case and they said it was cute so I took that <laughs> as a positive <laughs> yeah maybe it uh, lost something in the translation huh <laughs> yeah well yeah somebody on another format translated for me and, but it said that uh, it, 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 I believe the guy thought it was actually uh, that something that Cooler Master was going to sell so <laughs> that was <laughs> yeah Bill's known for the cute mod. <laughs> <laughs> there's some things, I mean, if I had more time, there's a lot of things that would have done differently on it, but we got what they wanted. The main thing was they wanted to feature their logo, and they just they really wanted the digital camo theme on it. Um, and some, some of my friends warned, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if Cooler Master comes out with a digital camo or camo theme finish, you know? It, it would probably be like a vinyl or something, but... Uh, I'm like, well, you know, we've got it publicly recorded that we did it first, so whatever. <laughs> True, yeah. They, they had talked to us a little bit about that, but I don't know if they was probably just before they got a hold of you, or you might have been talking to them at the same time. And we had we had some preliminary drawings of what they wanted, and we were like, wow, we we don't know if we can handle that. They were wanted a lot of stuff done in a short amount of time. But I'm glad they got a hold of you because you, you definitely have enough resources to, to get the job done. And you got it done quickly, and it looks really good. Yeah, thank you. We seem to work better when we're under pressure. Yeah, but that's probably uh, a lot. That was probably quite a bit of pressure, though. I mean, uh, you know what? The, where the pressure lies is uh, is when they send the wrong CPU, it doesn't work with the motherboard. <laughs> or they neglect to tell us uh, what to claim for value when we ship it to Taipei, <laughs> things get held up in customs and stuff like that. Or, or Bill, I, I'm leaving for my vacation. You you need to deal with so-and-so if you need anything. And then when you contact so-and-so, they're like, huh, what? what's this about? And it, just stuff like that. You know, we know what we need to do, and we can do it. It's just having all those other people involved uh, that, you know, then you get stressful when you're relying on responses from other people. You know, I'm sure you guys have been there as well. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. We ran into that quite a bit last year on uh, the CompuTux show. Not fun, not fun. But you got to understand they're probably dealing with, you know, who knows how many people on their side. You know? Oh, yeah. You want to hear something funny, guys, speaking of last year's CompuTux? And I don't know if you knew this or not, but uh, we're, we're uh, talking of AMD. We've got a project going on for uh, AMD right now. And um, Ian McNaughton, I believe that's his name at AMD, he had asked, Hey, Bill, uh, whatever happened in that case that you made for us last year, the one that kind of looks like a Transformers deal, what, what happened in that? Where is that? And I'm like, uh, I don't know. I mean, you work at AMD. Shouldn't you know? He's like, no, we have no idea where it is. No, you're like, kidding me. No. <laughs> 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 
I don't get it. I mean, the last I'd seen it was at the Taipei show, and I don't know if it ever made it back here or what. But yeah, they're kind of looking for that because they wanted to use it for something. And part of me is like, well, you know what? You guys got to keep better track of that, you know? And kind of like the Raiders of the Lost Ark, where they just archive everything in the big old <laughs> warehouse somewhere. <laughs> yeah. No yeah. Oh my and god. I don't know what the deal is. Uh, and I'm, said, I'm sure that cost him a ton of money, too. It did. That's what floored me about it. Um, but, you know, Andy's a large corporation, and, and there's a lot of people in it, and something just got missed. Um, Move, Bill. Interested in, we'd be interested in making a Transformers theme case. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, uh, Optimus Prime, in particular, theme case. And um, you just said, well, well, how much would it cost to make an Optimus Prime computer? And I'm like, well, what exactly do you want? Uh, I don't know. What what could you do? And I'm like, well, we got to have some kind of basis here to start with. You know, what, what case or is it going to be scratch build? Or in other words, how much money are you looking to spend? You know, because I could, the sky's the limit with me. I can just go crazy, you know, but you got to put a ceiling on it. And, right. And so, but that, I don't think that anything's going to ever materialize from it. But they're, they're sponsoring the Wolfenstein PC that we're building right now. They're, they've uh, given us a chip and 4890 card for it and stuff. I mean, they've been really good. And they wanted to uh, do some type of interview with us for Tom's hardware and feature the case. It's actually not done yet. We're kind of going beyond the uh, predicted deadline that we have for it because uh, we've just been busy with other things. Yeah. Yeah, sweet. Wow. Have you ever seen the other, the Optimus Prime that was, what, two years ago? Yeah. Wasn't that Darth? Yeah, I saw that. It was that full standing one. Yeah, we saw it. Right. At, we actually saw it at QuakeCon. I took pictures and stuff of that. Yeah, that's where I saw it on your guys' website. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, actually, it was, it was pretty cool. I mean, uh I'm really sorry for whoever did it. And I, it. The name goes away from me right now. But the guy was really nice about it and um, uh, talking with him. And it was, the, the damn thing was like seven foot tall. I mean, yeah, it, well, how do you bring that anywhere? I mean, <laughs> two pieces. Um, he, can, he can break it down to two pieces. And he also has a, um, a, a handle off the back and you can roll it in. It has wheels on the bottom. Cool. Yeah, it was a lot of work. Was, I think it was all made out of aluminum. Wasn't that right, yeah, Tony? Yeah. 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 It was. It was quite the quite the work of art on that. But I think the guy said he worked on it for about two years, and I, I couldn't get it out of him. But I think it sounded almost like he probably like owned a car shop or something. Oh sure, you got like, other resources there. Yeah, and he would. Yeah. He wouldn't give up to where, what he did or where he worked or anything <laughs> else. Because I. Well, I that's kind of sad. I mean. Yeah. I, at one point in time, it was said that you know he he did have access to a garage with the full onslaught of any kind of tool you want, lathe, you know, you name it. Yeah, so I I'm, I kind of think that he was probably already into the, the 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 custom scene for cars and stuff, and had like you said, you know, everything it is. But it was really cool. It's kind of a rarity that you run into anybody that in, in modding community that doesn't share their resources or you know information. Kind of like uh, you know, it's like. What's that about? You know, it's not like anybody's going to steal it from you. You know, it's just it's just more it, it helps people if you, if you just share information. And what's there really to hide? I mean, everybody's got access to laser cutting and water jet. And I know some people are like, oh, no, I don't. No, actually, you do. All you have to do is get on Craigslist or uh, go to this website called RFQwork.com and uh, post a job. And you'd be amazed the response you get. I, we've got access to a laser cutter here. And then we were getting overloaded, so I thought, well, maybe I'll try to find somebody else that can help us. And I went to the, you know, the site is rfqwork.com, 
and you just find your region and you post what you're looking for and then people with the tools will respond to you and then they say well hey this is send us the design or if you need help with it and i had like five responses within 24 hours so when people are like oh, i don't have a laser cutter and all this stuff well just find somebody that does you know there's a lot of people out there willing to uh, do that service even and they they refer to it as small lot jobs just a few pieces or little prototype pieces and stuff like that. It's very easy to uh, find somebody to do that for you. Yeah, and they'll, they'll just throw it in like they're cutting out some bigger pieces. They can probably just throw it into uh, whatever they're going to be cutting out of scraps, probably. So it's really probably not costing them any time or a whole lot of money. No, no, and you, would, I'm actually experiencing that. There's more, uh, well, because you know, of the economy, there's more skilled trade guys that we're having that have small businesses that are like, completely open to whatever you want to give them to do um i've got a guy that's making our feed for us because my curtain machine is, is overloaded this guy specialty was making one-off prototype uh molds for a manufacturer well business just dropped off and he's like hey whatever you got i'll do it you know and i'm like hey well maybe you know what exactly you know what other things can you do maybe you'll have you work on this too and stuff like that you know that's like one good thing. I've, there are some good things about the economy being sucking right now, believe it or not. I mean, there's seems like just more accessibility to those things that they couldn't access before or, or meeting people. It seems like there, there's a lot more people just that are laid off that have more time to get on the Internet and connect with other people um, needing things. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it does. I mean, it does open up a lot of doors. Uh, normally that they wouldn't probably do. So like, as you're saying, like the economy is sucking. So my first question is going to be for you on that is like, well, you know, how's the store doing? Well, what's happened is it's, it's like the type of sales has shifted and people my age, you know, in the forties, forties, uh, family guys that do this as a hobby, have kind of just cut back altogether because they have other expenses in their life. And since this is a hobby, it's a luxury. So these you know, case modding doesn't take a priority. Um, so the bigger sales I would get has really disappeared. Now the smaller sales, which like just little small items that are a couple bucks or less, that's gone crazy because it seems like the surge of teenagers. I was, I was telling my wife the other day. 2009 is going to be the year of the teenager for MMPC Tech because I've never talked to so many teenagers and seen. You could just tell them the type of sales, you know, just these little items and stuff because a lot of these kids, they, they don't have much money, you know, and they'll do like a 13 or $26 order or something like that. Yeah. I've seen a lot more of that, not only in the U.S., but worldwide. <laughs> it's weird. So get this, guys. <laughs> it sounds crazy, but I'm actually sending, like, pieces of U-Channel to Australia and Europe. You know, like the three-foot strand of U-Channel. And that's it. And I'll say, well, hey, are you sure is there, there isn't anything else you want? You know, because you're going to be paying this much in shipping. You know, maybe you can just combine some stuff in the order. And they're like, no, that's all I want. I'm like, okay. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it'd be cheaper just to throw something else in there. Um. But 
I guess when I sit there and I, I can't complain about it because at least there's something coming in. You know, there's some yeah. type of stuff. Um, right. On the flip side of that, uh, yeah, larger items have kind of cut down, but uh, more inquiries about custom work. Lots and lots of inquiries about just windows or custom paint that I've seen before, which is kind of weird. You know, I don't know where the, why that's coming. Maybe just more people are learning about us or what, but it seems that the inquiries are really still coming in pretty steady each day. I mean, I'll spend a a few hours every morning just doing email, you know, just because the correspondence can be time consuming, you know, making sure that you know what they want and stuff like that or having to do a conceptual drawing. I've got Jeremy Birch helps me with that kind of stuff. Work. Sounds like you might have to maybe expand the shop or something on that side of it, huh? That has been, yeah, I guess I have been focusing more on that kind of stuff out of necessity. Um, you know, it's like last year was like really product, product, product. And then this year, it seems like I've just got to diversify my services more to keep busy, to keep some kind of revenue coming in, be it whatever, you know, like we just got this, uh, somebody sent us a mouse, like a Logitech, I think it's an MX518 mouse that they wanted done for uh, their, there's some, it's pro- some professional gamer in Europe that wants his logo done on it and stuff like that. And I've got somebody sent us a 4890 shroud that they want custom painted and stuff and just stuff like little stuff like that you know and i think really what it is is youtube's helped a lot uh a lot of people and learn about us doing that type of stuff right well what about if somebody wanted to do like i could say if the average guy get a hold of you and say hey i want you to paint my mouse i mean is it going to be an affordable or is it just you're just going to pick if you want to do it or not or um i try to do all that stuff i mean what i try to do i never take anything that i don't think we can't impress them with or you know uh exceed their expectations if i feel if i get an inquiry for something that i never like approach things where i don't want to do that i mean you really can't it's, a, it's we're kind of like in survival mode <laughs> because case modding is a hobby it's a luxury and pe- it's, people don't need it Right. So you have to, whatever inquiries you get, you have to treat them, you know, like they're the only person and, you know, make it a priority and stuff like that. Um, if it's something that we just simply can't turn around fast enough or whatever, I'll refer them to somebody else, you know. Right. I hope, does that answer your question, Dwayne? Well, I was thinking more of like, I understand, I mean, doing it absolutely that way, but like, if I'm thinking more of like price wise. I mean, is it going to be affordable for the average Joe? I mean, is it going to cost? 50 bucks, 100 bucks, 200 bucks for a custom painted mouse? It all depends on what you want. It all boils down to what it is. You know, okay. somebody may want a re- very simple image, like a yin and yang symbol that's pretty easy to paint, or if it's actually a, um, some type of character where it's going to require hand painting of a, of a brush, you know, or, or making a custom stencil and stuff like that. You know, it can range from $75 up to $125. What about your um, Red Baron mouse, just for something an example? Like, something like that. I don't know, maybe 50 bucks. See, that's not bad. I mean, even at the 125 buck range, I mean, to tell you the truth, that's not a bad price to have somebody custom do that. No, I mean, and the thing is, too, I want to mention is that, I always try to get people to dismantle it for us. Yeah. I don't like to. I don't like to deal with. Uh, I got so much stuff going on. I if I if I have to dismantle a mouse for somebody, I've got to just find a place to store it then, so it doesn't get mixed up with everything else. Well, that that would be right. more more labor you would have to charge too. Yeah, yeah, I do. And um, there's been times when <laughs> I've gotten a mouse in. And you know how they, they hide the screws under the labels on the bottom. Oh yeah. And it's been a while since I've seen one. I'm like, well. Where's that screw? It's here. <laughs> like, oops, no, I guess I'll be buying another mouse for this guy. <laughs> you know, just stuff like that. I try to keep it simple for both parties. 
where if they at least send us everything, they can keep the screws and everything on their end, and, they, and we won't risk losing it, you know, because right. that's the last thing I want to do. I just try to simplify everything because you get so many miscellaneous things in the mail. It's hard to keep track. And people will do some stuff like they won't, they'll send you something that you had given them a quote on over a month ago. It arrives and like there's no name with it. You just, yeah. Just, stuff like that. You know, <laughs> that happens a lot. You know, it's like, well, what is this and what do they want? I don't know. So you're talking about AMD and stuff. You're getting to be like the go to guy for these big places to go to get the, the outrageous mods and the top mods there. That's I mean, what we want to be. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's definitely what, that's what, I, truly, that's where I want to excel at and really specialize at. That reminds me that um, we brought uh, Nate Supley on board. He's a local custom uh, gaming PC builder. He uh, he works a full-time job, and in part-time, he builds systems from his home that he takes through his website orders and stuff. And he's been doing it for about three and a half years, and then I ran into him on one of the discussion forums, and I saw that he was from Minnesota, and what he was doing, and I'm like, hey, we got to get together and meet. And um, we sat down and talked, and I thought, man, this guy's really, really got his act together. And um, he told me a story how what happened was a uh, PC got damaged and out of his own pocket, he went and built an entirely new one again to make sure the customer is happy so they didn't have to wait for the other one to get repaired and that. And that really impressed me that go, going beyond just to uh, have a good name and reputation because in the PC gaming market, which you guys know is uh, propelled by advertising dollars. Oh, yes. You have to really have a reputation, like a good word-of-mouth reputation to, to, be, to have your business grow at it. And uh, when he told me that story, I thought, well, man, I know some people that wouldn't do that. And I thought, man, that, that's really impressive. But anyways, what we're doing now is that if you come to me and you want actually a system built, not just a case, but you want to have an actual high-end gaming rig built by us, we'll bring in Nate after we finish the case, and Nate will put the system in. Um, so it's all done here locally. Ooh, so, you're stepping, so you're stepping it up another level then. Yeah, we are, and we're hoping to um, capitalize on that partnership more. And the deal we're doing uh, with uh, the Wolfenstein right now, is um, that's a partnership. And then when we did the Cooler Master build, because they wanted a uh, actual gaming rig at the show. Um, he came in, and we got that all set up for him. Nate will come in. He'll install the system, and he'll do all the tests, uh, benchmark it and everything. So when they get it, it's powered on, and it's ready to go, and they don't have to worry about installing drivers or anything. Yeah, that's, that's cool for you. I mean, it's, it's good to see that you're up there. I mean, typically, you're the first person I think of, you know, that, that they can really handle that kind of stuff. And um it's it's amazing stuff that you guys can do. Thanks, Dwayne. I, I, you know, when I first started out uh, in MPC Tech, I was building gaming systems. But to be honest with you, I mean, other than I love the fabrication of the cases. I mean, that's where my, or it's where the passion is for me. I was doing the system builds when I first started out, and it got to be that the help help desk calls drove me nuts. You know, I, I think I drew the line when somebody called me about. Not being able being able to open their browser, and it was on the Fourth of July when I got the phone call. And I just, oh, jeez! <laughs> you know, and I thought I so I told my wife, "It's like you know what, this this ain't happening." Because the problem is when you when you're a small business and you build something like this for a customer, you develop a relationship with them, and they don't know sometimes when they're stepping over the line when it becomes you know an interruption interruption to your personal time. Oh, there is you no know? personal time for you. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, no, you're right. You're right. Yeah, and yeah because you did it. Now they own you for that. That's exactly <laughs> it. And I just like, you know what? This isn't for me. <laughs> I just don't want to deal with that anymore. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, like, like you've, you've probably, personally, really, I, I do think that you are at the top. What about the guys that's just starting out about this? I mean, you know, everybody's going to look at it and say, boy, I wish I could do that. I mean... I guess it depends on what your expectations are from it. Man. I, there's some guys out there that just want to build systems for their friends and family because they enjoy it. There's some guys out there that want to be the next big Alienware, Falcon Northwest, you know, whatever. Um, the reality, you know, or cyber power you know, whatever, one of those boutique stores, um, if you don't have the equity up front or investors, you know, you got to start at the ground floor and just like I said earlier, earn a reputation by pleasing people, going beyond their expectations, you know. Um, you just start out small. Everybody thinks that you do need a lot of money to start this stuff, but if you just start out small and strategically plot along, you'll do all right. You know, I'll go to a guy that treats me nice over some guy that's just a dick, even if his cases have custom paint jobs on them or something. You know, just, you know I want right. customer service. You know. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. You? Yeah, you bet. I mean, that's that's number one. It's just, it's just like going to a restaurant. You know, the food may be okay, but if you get that personal touch or you get that, um, that nice service, you tend to go back. But it could be a five diamond five star place, and you get terrible service. You're not going to go back. No way. Yeah. No I, way. You know, we work too hard to be treated rudely. You know, I mean, you guys are all about my age, and it's like we work too damn hard to go and be treated like crap somewhere. It's like you know, and absolutely. <laughs> you know, right. when you, it's just the way it is. You know, you just, and so I try to treat people the same way I want to be treated. You know, and. That's why we've, you know, survived so long, I guess. I mean, because I've seen so many people try to do this stuff and disappear. Right. They think it's they think it's a lot easier than it is. And, and a lot of people, I remember we had this conversation before, or they think I'm rich. All these kids think I'm rich. You know, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not rich at all. You know, I just, well, I'm doing what I love, though. You know? Yeah, and that's that's like talking about the the average Joe doing something similar to what Bill's doing as far as like the the CM Storm Scout. You know, Dwayne and I have done our fair share of uh, showcases, so to speak. And I mean, it, when Cooler Master, like like you said, Cooler Master had talked to me, um, I don't know, maybe a week, week and a half before they talked to you, Bill. And you know, after, after talking with them, getting an idea of what all they wanted, and and trying to see what I could do with it, you know. I didn't think, you know, being said I'm a local guy and I live in the middle of a heck area, nothing around me, everything I do has to go a pretty good distance away to get done. And I'm like, you know, this will be almost all be, you know, being done here at the house. There's just, I don't think I can honestly do it justice to, to make that deadline. And that's, that's pretty much how I explained it to him. I said, you know, with, with everything you got, I said, if you came to me a month ago, sure, no problem. But I said, with you know, with, I got, you know, four weeks and then you got to look at the, the freaking shipping time, getting it back and forth and, and whatnot. And it's like, you know, you just got to know where to draw your line. You know, you got to know what you can and cannot do. That's exactly right. It's exactly right. And the only way you can gain that knowledge is through experience and a lot of failures. Well, I've had plenty of those. I've had plenty of those. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, I mean, all the time. There's always I, I have. It's a roller coaster. Oh yeah. You know? There's no. The thing is, what we all do with computers, there is no rule book before to follow. You, you kind of. That's what I love about it. You, you make oh, yeah. the rules as you go along. There is no oh, rules. No, that's that's, that's it. 
Yeah, it's it's cool as you go. I mean, some of my failures have turned out to be uh, some of the best things I've done. You know, because yeah. you're like you're, you're thinking of one thing and you're and and you may cut it wrong or you may maybe bend something wrong or do something right and you go, well, hell, that's that's actually much better than what I was thinking. <laughs> you know, so sometimes the wrong thing is the right thing to do, but you do have to. Mm. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Did you make one of those mistakes now? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <about> yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what, too. People always, you know, the whole thing about ideas and that. Find a freaking scrap pile or go to a salvage place or a used electronics store. Just go through the bins and just look at junk. I mean, you'd be, you'd be amazed where inspiration lies, you know, or, you know, I got a, under my workbench, I got a pile of scrap metal. I mean, there's just tons of ideas brewing under there. You know, it's just, you know, save junk and go back to it later. And Absolutely. I do the same thing. I've got a shed out in my backyard. And if I come across something at work or somewhere else, I'm like, you know what? I bet I could use that for something. And I have. I just go out there and I store it. And if you're working on something, all of a sudden it'll hit. You know what? I think I have that piece that might fit that. Just, just have it around. Save stuff. I've got computer parts that probably from the early '80s still hanging around. Sometimes I use them. <laughs> you know, I was laughed a while ago when you said that. The reason though is the fact that uh, <laughs> Dwayne and him know up until recently I was bringing in six by twelve foot trailers full of computers and stuff and taking them apart and scrapping them out and keeping what I wanted. And <laughs> hey, you'd be surprised what you can find in the scrapyard. Oh, yeah. especially with metal. I mean, just different types of metal, like perforated, you know, screens, mesh, whatever, uh, steel sheets, aluminum. You know, it's amazing that when you get into this hobby and you get deep into it, this appreciation you have for different types of metals, you know, for forming and uh, creating different things, you know, you learn a lot. You're just kind of forced to learn a lot if you want to achieve something, you know, different. Oh, yeah, uh, absolutely. My favorite and metal plastics right now, too. Yeah, my favorite metal right now is just aluminum, aluminum sheeting and stuff. It's a little expensive, but it's it's easy to work with. You can bend it easily, cut it, file it, yep. polish it. Oh, yeah. yeah, I wish I could afford stainless steel for everything, but jeez. Oh. <laughs> oh yeah. My whole dream is to make a total stainless steel case. Oh, it'd be awesome. Wouldn't it? I, yeah. I, that, that's my dream. Yeah, and good, good luck keeping the fingerprints down on it, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, that thing, that thing is about stainless is like it, it just absorbs the oil. It's so hard to remove the oil from your fingerprints. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, let's jump over and we'll talk about the cases of Computex. It seems to be kind of the highlight now. Quite a few of them coming out there. And over on uh, Bill's other site, he's got the case mod blog. He's got quite a few of them, uh, of the new cases up on there right now. Yeah. There's been, um, it's been an interesting show to watch. You know, a lot of people didn't think it would be, uh, had, had as big a turnout as it did, but it was good to see that there was good numbers at the show. And what's amazing is, to me, there's three different manufacturers um, that already make different computer hardware have and are entering the case market. In two particular, Thermalright, the heatsink, very, very well-known uh, heatsink company, and um, Corsair, obviously the memory company, um, have got two cases that are entering the market this year. And, yeah, that, you know, what really, do you guys think of these? Well, it really surprised me about Corsair. I mean, I'm wondering why they're thinking. They're just trying to expand the business? I mean, maybe memory's not doing as well? or I mean... 
I would not expect it of case coming out of them, and, and they've also got like a water water cooling setup. I heard coming out, or, or it has come out. Yeah, it, I you know I, I was really surprised too. They would do that, and I don't know what my reaction is to it. I guess I just want to see. I want to see when up close and personal before I really you know develop an opinion of it. Um, seeing the video, the one thing that I thought was really cool is for the uh, cable management, they've got these unique grommeted holes, uh, where there's these like um, big, yep. huge rubber grommets that the cables go through, and um, also how they've set up the front drive bay with the cooling fans. Um, I like it how everything in the chassis is all like a matte black finish too, which you see a lot of manufacturers now have coming out these power coat chassis like NZXT, Cooler Master. But that's refreshing to me instead of the, you know, the bare steel and aluminum we've seen for so long. Right. Oh, I mean, you know, like this Corsair and, and um, it's, maybe it's it, it's good to have a fresh new look at it because you get the people that always do the cases and they, they always seem to kind of repetitively do stuff. And it's good to bring somebody fresh and new into this, maybe looking, you know, vitalize it revitalize it or do something different you know i don't know if the corsair is going to do that though it seems that looking at it and from what i understand it's going to retail the um what we're talking about is the um obsidian case it's going to retail for 2.99 and looking at it it doesn't really bring anything really unique to the table to justify the price to me you know um and I'm not really sure, guys, if it's a steel or if it's an aluminum chassis. I don't know. Do you guys know? It looks almost steel to me, uh, just from the video. But... Me too. Yeah, the way the folds are on it and stuff. Yeah. Um, I like the fact that it looks like uh, it, it's got a, a, a 360 radiator in the top. I'm not sure. It looks like there's three 120 fans in the top. I don't know if they're attached to the bottom of a radiator up there or not. I can't tell, but um, the, actually looking at the finish on the chassis, it's so flat black, it almost looks like it was spray painted, you know? It's... <laughs> yeah, it does, yeah. <laughs> like, like, I'm trying to go for the, like, the, the stealth fighter look or something. Yeah, you know? I do like how the power supply is isolated beneath the floor under the GPUs. I like that. Yeah, and going back to what you were talking about, you know, with the cable routing and stuff, again, what did they learn from us modders? Yeah, exactly. You know, you know, ooh, look at what we're doing. It's all new. It's it's like, no, uh, sorry, but we've been doing that for years. Again, you know what's it. interesting, guys? I don't know if you knew this, but um, I just discovered this a couple of weeks ago, that the guy that was the chief editor for um, Custom PC Magazine out of Great Britain, yeah, um, Gareth Ogden, he was the chief editor for that magazine for a long time. He now works for Corsair, and I think he works as in marketing with them. Oh, wow. But, and I don't know if maybe Gareth... Maybe it's maybe the part of the development for this case or not, but it actually when I found out Gareth was working with them, I thought that's really cool because Gareth he has a real good idea of where this where this segment of the market's at, you know. So yeah, absolutely. And Corsair, I mean, I love Corsair's product. They make they make a great product, and this is just the first case they're going to come out with. And I think they got the right idea. And if they continue to, uh, you know, keep focusing on uh, engineering and, and new designs, they could really they could really make an impact on the case market. Because let's face it, for the last what ten years, we've pretty much been looking at the same case manufacturers, right. the big ones, you know. Yep. And there needs to be some new ones in the field. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, it's, a, it's a steel structure with a brushed aluminum front faceplate. Is that what it is? That's what their website says. Uh, so it's a combination of both, then. Yeah, you get it. What do you guys? Okay, you know, a lot of the talk, even if you're not really a big a, a modder or not, but a lot of people are talking about Thermal Takes Level 10 case that's going to be coming out, and Thermal Take had hired the BMW Group 
to design this case for them. Right. Now, I've heard, and I don't know if it's factual or not, but I heard that this thing is going to go for like $1,000 or more. <laughs> and, 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 it's, and it's only going to be a limited production. I mean, like a few hundred or maybe a thousand at the most. Just, that's just what I've heard. I don't know if I haven't been able to nail that down yet. We have, we should talk to uh, Ramson about that. Tony? Yeah, well, it, it's if it goes for a thousand bucks, it's not going to be the first one to, to attempt that. But I don't know how well it'll do. It'll probably probably have a, a tough time doing it. Yeah, um, I think personally, I think it's more of a case to. It's a good marketing case. Let's let me put it to you that way. I think yeah. that was the original purpose of it to start with. Yeah, it's just everybody's talking about it. Everybody's looking at it. It's different. Uh, it's definitely cool looking. Um, I'm sure they probably a lot of money, but they're probably getting so much advertisement and hits off of this thing worldwide that every money they spent is probably well worth it. Yeah, that's a great point, Dwayne. It was just it's an advertising vehicle for their name. They got their name plastered all over it. It made the blog yeah. quite a while back. Um it made the inquirer a huge hit on the inquirer, which is just I mean you can't put a dollar amount on that kind of publicity. Um but when you when you say that, you know, it, it could retail for a thousand dollars my heart sank because, I mean, not that I'm really into it or anything, but the fact that it was so groundbreaking and unlike anything else, it's like this is what the market needs. And they need to have these just completely oddball things come out of nowhere to get people excited about computers. And if it's not accessible to the average guy, that just it just sucks. Because, I don't know, it's like you need that to uh, re-energize people's excitement about computers. And I think that would do it. But if you, if it's not achievable for, you know, us, I, mean, I could see maybe, I don't know, three or $400. That's kind of where I thought would be at. Um, yeah, you that, really, that's, that's about where I was thinking too. Yeah. When you really break it down, when you really look at the video, it doesn't look like it's that complex to make. You know? No, it's probably not. But then again, we've seen the cases that um, Smooth Creations has painted up, and they were originally going for, what, $900, $1,000? 1200 and $1,300 for some of them. And that's, yeah. that's just a painted case. <laughs> well, right, you, want, you want a prime example, look at the, the uh, Ultra Products uh, XO gaming chassis. Well, Wouldn't that looks Zaman that came out a few years ago, the passively cooled Zaman, that was like 1200 I think. Oh, yeah. Because I get the kind of clientele that wants sexy stuff like that. But a majority of the inquiries, when they hear how expensive it is to do that type of work, it doesn't happen. You know, it's just there's a very, very small crowd of people that do that will pay for that stuff. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Because people don't realize what how labor intense that stuff really is. No, they don't. Yeah, that's that's what the whole deal is. Because I mean, well, nobody wants to pay for that either. I mean, the only people that will pay for that type of paint job, that premium price, is the kind of guy that he understands. Like, if he were to have his motorcycle painted, the tank and fenders on it, and you know, to have a custom paint job done, you're looking at about a twelve hundred dollar, fifteen hundred dollars average for the tins on a motorcycle. Yeah. You know, and he can understand that. Or a guy that's really into cars, custom cars and stuff, they can understand what goes into it. But the average guy out there looks at it and goes, why would I get that when I can get a kick-ass Silverstone for two fifty? You know, right? No, you're right. No, I, I, absolutely. I think that's why a lot of people tend to try and paint them themselves and go from that because it is actually it, it it does cost a lot, but there is that niche group out there that will will pay for it. Yeah, there. Um, you know, all you can do, you know, when you're you're in my shoes, is just try to get your name out there, you know, so they they find you because, like I said, there's such a small market of people. Um, that you just have to work harder to reach them, you know. Yeah, and, absolutely. 
Yeah, uh-huh. but I don't know. We'll have to see. I mean, maybe we can get some uh, information on on how much they're really going to think about selling the, the level ten. Because it was also what for their. Oh, I said why more of a production, not production, but a uh, promotion case. It's also celebrating their tenth anniversary. Right. Yeah. So I mean, it definitely looks cool. Uh, I haven't been able to see one in see one in person, but if all goes as planned, we are actually are on the list to get one. Nice. Good for you, Coney. All right. <laughs> that that was uh, that was something that was stepped back. Actually, like I said, you know, I don't know. I, I'm like you though. I, I think it definitely was more of a, a PR style thing than anything. Um, of course, like you said, it's it's taking care of their you know 10th anniversary and all. And but I don't know. I really the thousand dollar price tag. I'm like Bill. Kind of made me step back a, a step or two. Well, like I said, that's just rumor. I mean, we'll we'll have to, we'll have to nail that down. If that's oh, fact, yeah. fact or not, but to tell you the truth, I, I could actually see it going that far, especially if it's going to be a, a limited series. Yeah, of... I'll definitely find out. Hopefully, in the next couple of days. <laughs> well, I I hope if it is that's their intent that they come out with something that kind of emulates that, that's a cheap, that's accessible. Right. You know, I I do like the design, the fact that everything's in the open, it's separated because it's never been done before. Um you're pretty much guaranteed that some modder out there is going to take that as inspiration and do something. When I look at it, the first thing I think is that it'd be hanging on the wall. You know, to me, it just looks like something I'd put on the wall, you know, way it's like, it's kind of like that already. And, uh, tech daddy, Craig Tate, I was talking the other day and he loves it because he said he really likes that handle on the top. Cause that's something that he could, you know, he would haul it to a land. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess so. That definitely would be um, unusual. He's tall enough. Oh, he he's tall enough. Believe me. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, he is. Yeah, he's like what six 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 eight or something. He's, yeah. He, he's a big boy. Yeah, big. but I won't be doing it. <laughs> that Five eight. That's it. Well, I mean, next week I guess we'll get the already the Raven two. I mean, the Raven one has been out what maybe a year. Yeah. And yeah. Um, it's it's already into into the number two, and they've they've actually changed it quite a bit on some of the things. I think probably for the better. I know Tony has one of the Ravens. No, I do. Uh, I'm sorry. Vic has one of the Ravens. I just finished a system build in it. Really? Yep. I was impressed with the the chassis on it. I really was. Have you been able to look at the the videos or the pictures of the the Raven 2? Not yet. No? Yeah, check them out, Victor. Um, To me, the original Raven was totally blew me away that Silverstone would do something like that because it wasn't their type of case. It, it kind of has that air of gimmick, you know, in its design, like a stealth fighter or whatever. So it kind of blew me away that Silverstone would do that. Um, looking at the new Raven 2, um, it's got some really uh, unique ideas, grooving, you know, the drawing cool air up from the floor. I believe it's three 180-millimeter fans in the floor of it and drawing that air from the floor up through the top, you know, because it's got a 90-degree motherboard location in it, which is unlike anything else I've seen, you know. Yeah. Have you got a chance to see one of those up close, Bill, or...? No, I haven't. I don't think anybody in the States has. Um, I think this is the first time at Computech that anyone's seen one. Um, what I don't like about it is that having all the cords come out of the top, um, but from what I understand, there's actually a cover that goes over the top that covers those up. That's just something that I'd have to get used to, I guess. Yeah, is that right, Vic? Yeah, they've got a cover up there. As a matter of fact, that's probably going to be – that's a, a point that's kind of – an issue with me um the wires look real neat coming out the top when you first think about it and look at it but then 
they come right out the back. I mean, <laughs> they channel right out the back of the top. So, you know, you're sitting right. there and um, here's all these wires come out the back like a bunch of dreadlocks. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it, then the top, another thing, the top, at least on the Raven 1, the one that I have, the RV01, um, even though it's it's more angular at the top, has more of a peak to it than this one. I'm watching the video now, but even though it's got more of a peak to it, one problem that you know that I run into real quick is where I actually do my testing. Um, I I'm not using a, a monitor with a digital output, okay, and um, or input, and so I was using an adapter oh, uh, yeah. on an analog to go into the top. And you cannot put the top on. Oh, it's it likes about a half inch <laughs> being able to close the top. So it's sitting in there without a top on it. Wow, but, uh, that's just that, one of those things they missed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but overall, I, I'd be really interested in seeing the Raven two up close just to see um, how much of what I found that that as a modder I would have done differently. Not so much that it's a negative against the case. I mean, the case is great, but. You know, some of the things I've seen that as a modder and a gamer, I would have wanted to have done differently. More airflow, such and such. And uh, I'd really like to see how it all has worked in there. Yeah, no, I'm looking at the video and the pictures that I took from CES. They've actually changed where the, the motherboard location. It was from, um, you were looking at a standard on the left side, and it looks like the motherboard now faces out towards the right-hand side. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, they got three 180s on the floor, but they only got looks. I don't know what's on the top if it's a 140 or what, but I don't know. It just doesn't. Is there an exhaust in the back? Well, now he's finally getting to that. I can't tell what size. I think your, your PSU uh, intake's in the back, I think. Yeah, at least on the Raven 1. Another thing that where we're talking about the top and how the wires come out the back right there, um, as they've come back. Right there, the very back panel, plastic panel, that's also sort of angular on the uh, Raven 1. If they had a, put a small hole in the top and one out the bottom, you could have just routed those wires right over the back of the case and down the bottom, and they'd stayed hid. Oh, yeah. You know, but they didn't do that. And, well, in this one, they ain't done that either. The case, well, the gonna wires are just going to come out the back like dreadlocks. Like I said, they're just going to come out the back and be unless you put some kind of convoluted tubing around it or... Or some kind of sheathing around the massive cables is just going to look kind of gaudy to me. Yeah, and, and you, you take into consideration yeah. that doing the top, you're kind of getting a bit of a, you're extending your cables by at least what, a good 12 inches. Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's another thing that <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't actually I had thought about bringing it in where I do my gaming at and putting it here. And um, I'm like, well, you know what? There's no way I can take all this stuff and, and reach my cables up there because it's all run through this, that, and other. Exactly. You know. Well, it's like for me looking at the looking at the still image you got on the site there, Bill. The the one thing that I see that would bother me is you got the three 180 fans across the bottom, and I'm looking at the picture. What do we got? Uh, four video cards in there. Yeah. You, you've got all those wires, and from looking at the picture, it looks like like the wires at the side of the fan. But I don't think you're going to get the damn side panel on. And in order to get the panel on, your wire is going to have to be above the fans, which is going to block part of your airflow. Well, I did notice one thing in this right here when we were talking about the top on the other one. The um, actual cutout in the back for the I.O. shield is recessed a whole lot deeper in the Raven 2. Matter of fact, they're actually showing pictures here with an analog and digital adapter. 
connected there. So from going by their picture, their planet, they have taken care of that problem. Yeah, I see that too, Victor. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, I don't know. You know, this could also be still prototype version too. You never know. You know? Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, still, you got to hand it to them for taking a whole different approach, though. And, yeah. And, and people talking about the, you know, I've I've heard some people say, "Oh, yeah, but it's plastic. It's got all that plastic." But you know what? <laughs> With every bit of the plastic, the side panels off of it, the top, everything, that thing is still heavy as all get out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. That is a one built chassis. Well, it's a steel chassis, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That's not. It helps with noise, isolate noise and vibration. Um, I, I, I like how the, uh, I missed it at first, but underneath the fans are removable filters that you pull out, and you can, they slide in and out underneath the fans. Right. Yeah, that's yeah, similar to the same setup they run in the FTO WAMs. Yeah. I go in there and turn that Raven on with the Q6600 in it, and you do not even hear it come on. That's you nice. never hear it. That's really nice, and I, I I would still have to get used to the stuff coming out of the top. And I understand what yeah, you're saying. The here. Dreadlocks, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's oh, funny. Well. Do you guys you guys remember uh, last year the the oil submerged system, the reactor PC? Yeah, yeah. And all that was the one PC where it looked good if all the cables coming out of the top because it looked like. Uh, Look like you know, like futuristic military equipment or something. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, a good thing, and this was just a thought I had. I I don't know. I guess just I was thinking that a way that Silverstone could probably take care of that wire problem coming out the back, um, if they included some sort of convoluted tubing or something or another to go along with it, you know. That just plugged in, and they could just run the wires up through that. Um, it kind of looks sort of, you know, futuristic with that big cable coming out the back like a Borg or something. Yeah. Or, yeah. yeah, or some type of shroud. I mean, uh, yeah. If you guys remember the Thermaltake Sword M, the thing had a a door on the back. It was hard to discern which was the front or back on that thing. And what they did is they actually had a door that swung open on the back to cover up all those cables coming out of the back. You guys remember that? Yeah. 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 Well, that's what I thought the Raven 1 had on it. And I, when I first took it out of the box and set it down on the table, I said, well, cool. You know, it's got this, this you know, uh, sculpted, you know, shroud on the back of it for the cables to run through after you come out of the top. But when I took it off and, and was paying attention to it after I run the wire, I'm like, man, they ain't know where to put them cables. They're, they're, they, they didn't even cut a hole. It's just a piece of plastic popped back there. So, <laughs> but it's funny. still a real cool case. I mean, yeah. don't get me wrong. I mean, it is. How come, guys, how come nobody's come up with the perfect case yet? It seems like all these manufacturers have a few really cool things, and then they just fail on something, you know? <laughs> That's because we haven't designed one yet. Yeah, America. Well, yeah, all the American-made cases. If you know the handful that are there, uh, Mountain Mods, uh, Q Micra, and who am I missing? American-made computer cases, guys. Uh, I don't think there is any. 
Well, Danger, no, Danger Den. Danger Den's got their acrylic one. Yeah. Um, but the ones that are American-made, I think, are, are basically handmade. Yeah, handmade. Yeah, they're they're not off the, they're not this mass produced kind of stuff that they're they're showing there. I How think I, I think a lot of that is too that they come up with some good ideas. Like Vic, you were talking about the last the last podcast, really nice case, really good here. But they put on stupid little plastic feet, or they they, they cut a corner here or there. Right. And they're just trying to you know we can make a case for X amount of dollar. We can't go above that, so we'll do this up to a point, and then stop. Yeah. Because adding this, this this cool texture or this this cool feature is going to cost another two or three bucks, but then again, I mean, if you add the times how many cases they make, it probably would have quite a bit. But I, I think that's where the problem is. Yeah, but if they would only think, how many people did they turn off for that little plastic piece? Okay, from buying their case or whatever when they when they do that and they're sitting there and they're like, well, if I buy that, I'm going to have to put some different feet on there. That's just you know ridiculous. Go ahead and put it on there. Yeah, but but then not... you got to stop and look at it from our point of view. If they make the perfect case out there, then us modders are going to be out of jobs. Yeah. They're, they're oh, never no. going to make the perfect case, and I'll tell you why. Oh. This is this this is this is the good redneck reason why because they want none of us work together. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you, you think about it. Ain't none of them companies going to get together and take his good idea, my good idea, and all of them put together because if they yeah, did, I... they say, "Wait a minute, that's my idea." Yeah. yeah, I think that's kind of what Dwayne was getting at by, you know, on the, on the uh, because none of, none of us have actually made it for them is more or less, you know, none of the modders have actually designed the case for, for a company. Exactly. Right. That's what I'm saying. I mean, if, if they came to like a group of us and said, you guys design the case, boy, I, I think we could nail it. We would probably be in the 90% or better uh, of, of having it almost perfect, you know, or, or, or it could be perfect. But... Like Vic was saying, you can't please everybody. Oh, uh, yeah. You know? You're not going to. Yeah, you know. I don't like the hard drives coming out the front, you know. I don't like the ass of them coming out the front. I like them going out the back, so that's going to piss that guy off, you know. Or I don't like this, or I don't like that. I don't like the fan on the top. Well, I like to have three fans on the top, none on the bottom. It, it's all a matter of, of, of taste, and so you can't have the perfect one, but you can come damn close. Well, as long as I don't make a perfect case, then we're going to have something to do. Oh, we'll always have something to do. Well, on that yeah. note, let's let's move on to the uh, prototype thermal right case that Bill's got posted on there. Ooh. Let's watch the video together, shall we? <laughs> we shall. <laughs> Quite the video. Um. This is definitely a prototype. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I, I like the orange. I don't know why, but it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's different. I think is yeah, why. Yeah, it's different. But I could do away with. In the picture, it looks almost like pink knobs, but I'm guessing it's red, for the for the hard drives. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was, I was trying optical. to figure out why they didn't use orange there. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah, and it looks like a like a like a, like a huge cheese grater with all those cooling things. <laughs> Now, now, my, my, first instinct, my first instinct when loading this loading this page, and I seen the orange and the black. I mean, I'm I'm all for doing a bright color with black base. I love the uh, the Exigmatex. Oh, I forget what they call it. The 
the one that's based off the same chassis as the CM690 because they run the yellow fans and the yellow plastic parts. The the thing that caught my eye the most, this is Thermal Right, and they're known to be one of the top cooler manufacturers. And the first thing I see is the friggin' large fan covers on the bottom of the case that are so friggin' restrictive, it's pathetic. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is a cooling manufacturer that's known for good coolers, and they have restricted fan covers. That kind of just nails it for me. Well, it kind of—I'm I'm sort of looking at it. And it kind of also, even though they—they they may be restrictive, if you—if you, if you kind of look, it looks like they've got the fins of the covers actually twisted slightly, almost like yeah. a fan blade. Right. So the air come out a little easier or something. Just to thinking. Yeah, it could be. And it looks like the the rear section that is is that ductwork underneath those rear fans. Uh, I'm not sure. You see what I'm talking about towards the towards the back. Um, it looks orange underneath it, like it might be a ductwork, like you're pulling in from the sides there. Oh, you know what? You know what, guys? I think it's from the floor. It's underneath. They're pulling in from beneath. There's a. Yeah, it's some type of... Yeah, I see what you're talking about, Dwayne. Yeah, like ductwork where it's sucking in from yeah. the sides. Yeah. Or, yeah. Blow, or blowing it out, one of the two. It's got to be... Uh, it's got to be blowing... Sucking it in, wouldn't you think? And then up to the top yeah. because there's... Looks like two 120s in the back and the back panel. Um, you know, when you, when you listen to the audio in this video, the guy asks, well... Does this heat sink? Because the gigantic heat sink there on the CPU, he's like, well, does this come with the case? And then the guy's like, no, it'd be sold separately. And I'm thinking, <laughs> here you are designing a case for this heat sink, and then you got to buy it separately? Right. <laughs> I, you know, I don't get that, but hey. Hey, you know, you got to sell it. You got to make, make a profit, I guess, you know, sell yeah, the accessories. Yeah, accessories, yeah. Yeah. Looks really good with this. Buy one. I see, you know, the first thing the guy said when he walks up, he's like, ooh, nice motherboard, because it's got the blood rage in it. Yeah. <laughs> well, you can't even see the motherboard. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's all covered in heat sink vents. <laughs> or it's hidden back there. The um, power supply is, I think, drying air from the bottom and then exhausting out the front, what, what looks to be the front grill and the bezel. Yeah, it does, isn't it? Yeah, I was, I was just looking at that. Which is, I've never seen that done before. Uh, the only other case I've seen that put the power supply down there like that would be the uh, BFG Phobos. I think that's where they got their power supply mounted on it. Where it blows up towards it, the front of you, huh? I, I don't I don't know that it goes out the front or if it goes out the bottom. I can't remember. I'll have to pull up a picture and look. So, oh, oh, it could be drawing in from the front and then blowing out the bottom. Uh, that would be well, abnormal not, unless yeah. they have power supply specifically made for it. Right, right. No, you're right. After I said it, I went, oops, well, fans are on direction. I don't know. Well, as you get closer to the back, you get a better picture of those big fan covers Taz was talking about, and they are not beveled. They do not twist. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I just didn't get it. I mean, that was my initial thought. It's like, you're a cooler manufacturer. Why are you running with such restrictive fan covers? I mean, I can understand if it was just there for cosmetics, but you can actually tell there's fans underneath there. 
Yeah. If it had been twisted, it would have been a little bit better. Not a lot, but a little. Well, if they just would have used the same chrome wire (laughs) fan guards they had on the side. Yeah. I mean, they got the wire ones on the side in in plain view. Why not use the same ones on the inside? Exactly. Which was funny to see those because, I mean, I remember seeing those when I first got into building PCs. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Yeah, you would think, I mean, with all the other orange stuff and all the other heat sinks and everything else they'd get going on in there, they would at least spend more than 50 cents on those fan guards. Yeah. Um, I believe I'd have powder-coated them. I'd say a decent first effort, I think. I'm still out. You know. It's got a nice finish on the exterior, nice quality. Yeah, I agree. I like that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just sitting here thinking, you know, having played with several cases and having done the the passive cooling on some video cards and, and CPUs is just... To me, the case doesn't look like it's got enough airflow to justify it. Especially when you look at like some of the Cooler Master cases that that's running three fans up one side and three fans down the other side, and whatnot. Hey guys, I'm going to give you all a link to something that really did impress me um, for a new case that's coming out, and it's by Landcool, which is a oh. division of Lian Lee. Yeah, which is um, steel chassis, um, so they're more affordable. And check this out. I think, unfortunately, there's a little advertisement for the video, but this I thought that this mid tower case had some really cool new new ideas um, for mid tower. It's the Landcool PC K62B. And unfortunately, this is the only glimpse you get at this thing. I haven't been able to find photos or anything else on the web other than this video clip from the show. Let me check. Our chat window. Yeah, I think I actually got something in the email from the volume and If I'm not mistaken, okay, I know that there's a Peter that works for marketing for Lee and Lee. This may be him in the video. I don't know. Doesn't okay, have yeah. his last name. Yeah, Peter's who I deal with. Are you guys, are you all seeing the video link? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Got to wait for the commercial to go by. He's saying the difference is this one's plastic and steel. Yeah. yeah. No, I've yeah I've got the email. Yeah, I did get the email from Peter. What I'm really impressed with for the first time, this seems to be the first time they've made a, um, a toolless design that looks well made and engineered um, for the back for your cards, the releases. When Absolutely. You, when it gets to those. Absolutely. That is by far the best hacking implementation that I've seen of any kind of toolless feature. And now, then, I personally didn't like the, the power supply toolless option, but that's me. Then the fact that the top panel snaps in place is easily removable, and the fans are easily removable in the top, too. You just kind of slide them out. You remove your front panel, then you can slide your top panel forward and off. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, that's actually pretty nice. Interesting release for the power supply. <laughs> I guess instead of screwing it in, you use some kind of, it's like a collapsible steel latch deal. Yeah, it's almost like a band clamp. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought, hey, this was there's some bringing some interesting stuff to the table for just good usability and durability. Yeah, it really looks so, good, except for the CCFL lighting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, you gotta have the lighting in. No, don't put the lighting. Oh yeah, you know, just I could just see that. All right. <laughs> yeah, when I when I first seen that, I I've been doing uh, working on my reviews lately. When I first seen that case, it kind of made me think of the uh, the thermal flake speedo and the way it pulled apart. A speedo does it pretty much comes apart in the same way. You pop your front cover off and then. Your top cover, you just slide it forward and lift up, and you can pull it right off or slide it back one or the other. The, uh, but definitely, yeah, that, that makes it easy for, for somebody that, to access your fans and everything and for somebody that's going to be you know pulling down quite a few times. Boy, I don't know. I mean, that looks like a, a pretty dang decent case. Now, if I'm not mistaken, and I'm looking at my email here, that was the K62, right? Yeah, K62, yeah, B, yeah, K62. Um Okay, well, the one they have listed here, and it, this is what it says, is full system is toolless design, first in the market, PSU, toolless, securing bracket, um, eight PCI expansion slots, anti-vibration uh, rubberized hard drive brackets, supports ATX and micro, micro ATX motherboards, removable side, front, and top panels. Uh, front is a 120-millimeter fan. The, the top is a dual 140-millimeter fans. One hundred twenty millimeter rear fan, multiple I/O ports in the top panel, and a vibration hard drive cage. Folded elements to prevent sharp edges. Availability arriving at distributors at the end of July, and it says that the manufacturer's suggested retail price for the PC K62 is one hundred and ten dollars. Wow, Ooh. that is if it's if it's that's the same one. That is not a bad price for that at all. No, that's not. I mean, you got some Lee Lee engineering in there, and you actually, uh, it's just the fact that it's got a steel chassis to save costs there. Um, I think the, the, the user features on it just for access and everything is really nice. Yeah, yeah, actually. It, it looks very, very nice. I was really quite surprised by that. Um, yeah, definitely we'll have to look into trying to get one of those, get get one of those up for review. It seems like Ryan Lai is trying to uh, get out into a few more areas because you got the... Uh... Oh, what was it? The rocket fish there for a while. Everybody was talking about, which is also a uh, a lion lie supported case of some sort. I, I don't know what their tie is with them, but and there's several of the guys that that bought the rocket fishes for like you know forty fifty bucks and pull it apart, and you got lion lie all over it. Yeah, I don't remember. You know, they might have done a name change because rocket fish was pretty stupid. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I mean, Land Cool sounds much better. And they, they, they did show this at, at CES. Well, the rocket fishes were aluminum chassis as well. Yeah. Just yeah. Yeah. yeah, wasn't that being sold if it wasn't, it, like, by Target, like, department stores or something? Best, Best Buy. Buy. The, the oh, Best Buy, yeah. yeah. It was trying to reach that lower-end market, I guess, but yeah. not More not, for, not for this boy. I guess it's still up. Actually, I'm looking, going right to the website. It's still there. Um, no, maybe something diff, different now. Rocket fishes, uh, audio cables. Video cell phones. Hmm. I think I even made power supplies. I know they did. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Actually, I know the guys. Did. The guys getting you know once they got their cases and come home and unpack and you know they you see the line lie right on the, the shipping label on the package and then when they pull it out you know the line lie labeled fans, um, pretty much and there's a couple guys out there that actually took took the rocket fist version and the line lie version side by side and, and showed how identical they were between the two. 
sometimes you got to do what you got to do. But I think I think definitely the, the land cool is is a much better design. Oh yeah, you can see that. Yeah, that that's a good one. That was a great one to point out there, Bill. I hadn't seen that video. That yeah, I think from what I've seen, uh, that from the show Computech this year, like those are the ones that stood out the most. Yeah, I'd love to go over there, check that out. That's an awful long plane ride. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but you know what? You got to travel. You got to travel once in a while. You know what? Speaking of um, Cooler Master and uh, the Computex show, what was really nice that Cooler Master did, um, and I, when I shipped out the case for the PC, I um, threw in some a, a little stack of my business card, and I thought, ah, oh, you know, I you know they probably ain't going to do anything with these, but I threw them in anyways. And sure enough, they actually set out my business cards right next to the PC at the show display. And I thought, hey, that, that's pretty cool. You know, To me, that's a big deal. Because a lot of times, this stuff, those little details in that could get just brushed off to the side, you know? Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, what we'll do here, uh, software pickling to be this week, is going to be something, and, and it's maybe bad to say, but it's actually by Microsoft. <laughs> and it's called Sync Toy that you can download, and it's totally free. If you do a, an off-site backup or if you do your own NAS or you have an external hard drive or you do any of that kind of stuff for backing up, it's an easy-to-use um, program plus the scheduler that's built into Microsoft. You can do f from basically like a, a whole drive to a single file if you wanted to back it up and you can have it uh, copy you can have it copy the file over to the to the backup. You can have it checked to see if it's already been backed up. You can save new copies on each end, or it can, uh, if you've deleted one, it'll delete it off the other, or vice versa. It'll it'll make a, a mirror image if you'd like. Easy to use. Best thing about it, it's cheap. You'll have to give it a try. If you all you got to do is do a search for Sync Toy and look for the 2.0 version. Um, I'd like to thank everybody for listening to the podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. You can come out and uh, check us at modersinc.com. We have a Twitter page. It's Modders Inc. No dash. Uh, you can come out and check my uh, Twitter page. I have it. It's American Freak. I believe uh, Vic also has one. Excalibur FX. And I don't think Tony has on the Twitter yet. He's not. Uh, he's not up under that yet. But I do know he has a Facebook page. Yeah, you can find me on there as MITAS, and that's about the only place I go besides Modders Inc. and hitting JohnnyGuru.com every now and then. Oh yeah, definitely get over to Johnny Guru if you want to learn about the power supplies. Jump on the front of our site, and you will see um, all the links to our podcasts, our feeds. Um, everything that we do um, on the site is, is listed over on the left-hand side down towards the bottom. Uh, Bill, do you have any, like, uh, special pages or anything you want people to go check out? Or Yeah, um, check out casemodblog.com, and uh, we try to keep uh, ride the wave on what's going on in the community and any new interesting products and guides. Um, and on that page, there's a store link to MMPC Tech Store. And then videos, you'll find my YouTube page. And um, I've been really busy. I'm going to have a bunch of new videos coming out. Um, one in particular is how to properly dismantle the Xbox 360 without destroying the plastic shell. <laughs> there seems to be a lot of people on YouTube that are showing you how to do it with a flathead screwdriver. Well, there's a brand-new tool that's come out that we got a hold of, and uh, I'm working on that video right now. And, uh, of course, uh, if you go to the forums, there will be some projects. And uh, Myers Inc., we always got some kind of workload going, too. So, um, and, and I'm on Twitter as well. And I won't tell you when I'm getting up to get a bag of chips on Twitter or when I'm waiting to talk about online. 
I try to keep it uh, <laughs> pertinent to uh, information you want to know about, particularly our you know latest progress on whatever project. So yeah, and uh, thanks guys for the opportunity again. It was it was a blast to talk with you. Yeah, it was thank, our pleasure. Yeah, thank you, Bill. Thanks for enjoy for, for stopping by. And Vic, send us out. Modding, ain't it cool? Thanks for listening, and remember, visit modersinc.com. Put new life into your PC. Yeah.